Wow. What an amazing view from up here. Merry Christmas Eve. We want to welcome our online campus as well um, as we celebrate the, the, the greatest birth in the history of mankind. Amen. I love Christmas. I'm just one of those, I'm, I fall in that category, right, of loving, loving Christmas. Um, but I'm also aware of an important thing about any holiday, but I think especially Christmas. Um, I think for many people, Christmas can be a, a time of great joy. And uh, we get really, really happy when Christmas time comes. But I also believe that, um, that Christmas can, for, for, for many people, can be a time of great pain. And uh, I don't know where you're at as I, as I speak to you that are here in the 3.30 service or those that are watching online. Uh, you may have a heart that is rejoicing or you may have a heart that is, that is hurting. You may have a smile that, uh, that's very genuine. Or you may have a, a smile that's hiding a lot of pain. And when we come to church, it's very easy for us to ask that question. How are you doing? And people say, I'm doing good. And behind those words are uh, a lot of maybe things that are unspoken. Because sometimes there's loneliness that comes at Christmas time. And so if you're here today and, uh, and maybe you are smiling but you're hiding some hurt, um, maybe you are here in a big gathering but you're in a state of loneliness, I want to give you some good news. And that is that Jesus Christ is not only our Lord, our Savior, but he's also our friend. And he sticks by us no matter what we're going through and no matter what season that we're facing in life. So I want to talk to you just for a, a few moments about picking your peace. What I see in the Bible is that we have a choice in the peace that we walk in. Kind of like, have you ever heard the saying, uh, you can pick your poison? I did a lot of picking my poison before Jesus came into my life. Um, but there's also a choice in how we live with peace. And so the whole thrust of our 2022 at Living Word Chapel has been on one theme. And the theme has been how do we have the best mental health that we can have? We are in a world that has been hit by a pandemic. We're coming out of it. We think we're coming out of it, and then we get more news of, you know, something that's happening in another country or in another community, and uh, it affects everybody. I, I know this because I, I went to Mesa two days ago for a, for a, for a get-together and, and uh, people that I didn't know and, and the conversation, it, it, it revolved after a while around COVID-19. 
and just how they had been hit by that. So, you know, sometimes we get hit with uh, conditions or illnesses or just life in general, and it really can knock the air out of us. So we went through 2022 just really digging in the Word of God um, to see how we could champion mental health, how we could overcome anxiety and how we could overcome fear um, that, that everyone faces. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be lying to you if I was speaking up here and saying that there's not fears or anxieties that try to attach themselves to, to James Reese. And, uh, and so it was not only for the congregation and those that were connected to Living Word, but it was also for me. And so we navigated through this, and, and I think it's fitting that, uh, that we end the year. Uh, this is the last uh, uh, service that we'll have before 2022 for those that are here. I mean, and, and before 2023, help me out, guys, <laughs> right? Before 2023, it's the last service that we'll have together. And I think it's fitting for us to end with how do we champion peace? And how do we live in this peace that, 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 is, that is, you know, from God? And so there's three realities that I see and, and that, that, um, that come with peace. We see it in the scriptures, and, and the ladies did a great job of, uh, of, of bringing them out. There's a, there's a promise of peace. You have a handout. You can write that down. There's a promise of peace. When Isaiah, 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, when he prophesied, and said, a child will be born to us. And how many of you know that children or babies can really uh, bring a, a smile to your face? So a child will be born to us, but it was going to be a child that was going to be different than every other child. We know this because it was going to be born of a virgin. Born miraculously, supernaturally. So a child is born to us. A son is given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders. There's peace of mind with that. I know that uh, in this country, we never have chaos with the government. <laughs> but other countries, they might have it. And the reality that, that there's a promise there that, that be, because Jesus Christ is over everything, he's got a kingdom rule that you as citizens of this kingdom can have the peace of God. No matter who sits in the Oval Office, we know that someone will always be sitting on the throne in heaven who's in control. And so there's that promise that we're going to abide in, in peace. The government will rest on, on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. And if you're ever going through a difficult time and you talk to a counselor and they just help maybe get your bearings back, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to navigate through life. And really, that's what a counselor does. He listens and maybe uh, inserts some positivity into your life so you can get your, your bearings back. You can get back on track. But there is a wonderful counselor. His name is Jesus. And he brings peace. There's a promise. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. There's a, there's a big one right there. Everlasting father. You know... I, I was very, very fortunate, very blessed that I was raised by a, by a dad, a father that, uh, that, was, that was good. He was a good dad. When I lost him, there was a, there was a piece of me that, uh, that was lost. But what I've come to find out is that Jesus Christ is an everlasting father. Yeah. 
And, and you might have lost your dad this year or in the recent past, and, and you may be feeling what I'm talking about. You need to know that Jesus wants to be a father to the fatherless. And there's a promise that there will be peace there. And then it ends with, uh, he is the prince of peace. In other words, his peace comes with royalty. There's a promise that all of us can, can look forward to the peace of God that doesn't make sense. It surpasses our human understanding because it's not the peace that you get from man or woman. It's a peace that comes from God. So, so the second kind of a takeaway that I would say that, I, that, that the, the Christmas reality, the Christmas story uh, brings is, is just what I said. There is a reality of peace. You can realize it. You, you don't have to just talk about it. You can actually walk in the peace of God. And I was reading in my, in my devotions uh, probably a week ago, and I, and I came across, and I was preparing for Christmas, and I came across this passage in, in, in Mark chapter 5. The whole chapter, actually, I read through it, and it, it really spoke to my heart because uh, what you see there is that Jesus grew up. And we love to celebrate Jesus as a baby, but can I tell you, Jesus grew up and he did some amazing things. You know, we sing about, about you know, the, the, the Christmas reality, but then we sing about Jesus. He went to the cross. He died for our sins. He rose from the dead. He came to give us life. So before he goes to the cross in chapter 5, he's walking through this region, and, and, he, and he comes across this guy, and the guy uh, is, is, is full of, uh, of demons. He's just full, you know, maybe opened up all kinds of doors in his life. And I know that because before I came to Jesus, I had opened up all kinds of doors. And I was plagued with all kinds of voices in my head and all the things that do not bring peace. If you've ever had voices in your head that are contrary to God, they don't bring peace. Amen? And so this guy was there. He, he was having these voices, and, and they would try to, you know, they'd try to shackle him, chain him up, because he was terrorizing the community. And he would break the chains, and he would tear his clothes off. He ran around naked, and then he cut himself. And Jesus came to him, and, and, the, and the demons began to scream at Jesus, saying, why have you come, son of God, to torture us before our time? And Jesus silenced them, because Jesus doesn't play with the enemy. He comes to silence the enemy in our lives. And he cast it out. He asked the name, what's your name? And they said, Legion, for we are many. And he cast it out. He cast it out, every single one of those demons that was plaguing this, this guy. And he set him free. And this guy just sat there at the feet of Jesus with the first sense of peace that he had witnessed in I don't know how many years. And he said, I want to follow you. And Jesus, Jesus says to him, I'm paraphrasing, he says to him, you will, but in a different way. I want you to go back home, go to your family, go to your friends, go to your community, and let them see what the good things that God has done for you today. I'm saying that because I believe that there are some people in here, including James Reese, who's speaking today, that you maybe have needed to be free from some demons of your past. Because you don't have peace. 
And here's what I know for sure, that Jesus Christ is able to do that. And so he sets this guy free, and he's walking, and, and, and he comes across this, this woman. And this woman had a, the, the Bible says she, she had a flow of blood. What it means is she had a period that hadn't stopped for more than 12 years. And I've never had a period, but I, I, my wife has. And it's never a good thing whenever this that, you know, i, I got to be real careful. I'm treading on thin ice here. Let me get a drink of water. i got to process what I'm going to say. And you would too if you were in my shoes. So, so she, the Bible says she had this flow of blood, right? A menstrual, menstrual time. And it hadn't stopped for years and years and years and years and years and years. So the Old Testament tells us that when a woman had this condition, that they were labeled unclean. Don't you hate labels? They're labeled unclean. So for years and years and years and years and years, she couldn't go around people. And she was desperate. The Bible says that she had spent her money, all her money, on doctors, and they could not bring relief. They could not heal her. And so she heard about this Jesus. He's walking. Now, he just, he just cast out all this yucky stuff from this one guy. This guy was completely at peace. And he walks down, and there's this woman that she'd heard about Jesus, and she says, if I can just touch him, I believe that he will change my life. Everyone was bumping into Jesus, touching him, because they had heard all the great things that he had done. And she desperately works through the crowd. And I just believe that she probably crawled and, and got to this place where she just wanted just to touch him. And the Bible says that she touched the hem of his garment. And instantly there was power that came out of Jesus. And she realized, she realized that something happened in her. I want to read what it says in Mark 5, 27 through 29 real, real quick. It says, so she heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and she touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. And immediately the, the bleeding stopped and, and she could feel in her body that, that she had been healed of her terrible condition. And if anyone in here has ever felt the, the touch of Jesus in your life, if God has ever healed you, if you know this, you, you, you know that something happened. I, I, I was talking to this, this gentleman that, that this was struggling with cancer recently and, and he said to me, Pastor, he said, I, just, I think that God healed me. And, and he just said, I just feel something different. And I was like rejoicing with him. But you just know when something happens in you, when the, the God has touched you. And, and he said to her, so, so he goes, he, she tells her, she touches him and, and, and Jesus knows that something happened as well. And, and, and in fact, he said, Who, someone touched me. And the disciples look at him and they say, Lord, everyone's touching you. What are you saying? Someone touched you. No, no, no. Power came out of me. Someone touched me. And she owned up and she looked at him and she says, it was me. And it says here in verse uh, 34, it says, and he said to her, I love this. He says, daughter, 
your faith has made you well. Because that speaks to us today, this Christmas Eve service in 2022. See, if you're in here and maybe you've been struggling with something, I don't know what it is, but you're struggling with something, there's faith that you can exercise in the direction of Jesus. Not in the direction of a pastor, not in the direction of a church uh, denomination, but in in the direction of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he can do things that no people can do. He can do things that no one else can do. He says, daughter, your faith has made you well. And then I love what it says. He tells her, go in, help me out, in peace. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Think with me. The suffering that we faced in 2022, and maybe some of you 2021, and maybe some of you 2020, maybe you've suffered and you've suffered and you've suffered and you've suffered. What if tonight that could change because of Jesus Christ? Your suffering is over. Everything changed today. She walked away. I think she probably ran away skipping. (laughs) Think about it. I don't know. She might have said my period is over. I don't know what she said. I would have. (laughs) You need to know if you're visiting today that I'm not very politically correct, by the way. But then... The third takeaway that I want us to, 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 to leave with is this. So there's a promise of peace, and that is realized on Christmas morning. There's, a, there's actually a realized peace that we see through the life of Jesus. But there's a choice for your peace. And, and Jesus Christ, before he left his disciples, he spoke to them. Before he went to the cross, before he rose from the dead, before he ascended to the Father where he's at right now, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He tells his disciples this. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you this peace as the world gives Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And he, and he shows us that there's a difference between the peace of God and the peace of the world. There's a difference between the peace of God and the peace that we try to produce in our own abilities with our, with our wives and wives with their husbands and, wives and, and, and mothers and fathers with their children. And we sometimes manipulate peace. In other words, I know how to have peace with my wife because I've lived with her long enough. We've been married for 35 years. It'll be 36 years in 2023. Thank the Lord. And she says, Shauna's like going, yeah, only the Lord. But I know that there are things that, that, that I can do that will bring peace in the home. Like I can pick up my socks from the floor and put them in the hamper. 
You know, I can do things like that that will produce peace, but that's not the peace that God is talking about. The peace that Christ is talking about is a peace that you have even when the chaos is in your life. Even when the diagnosis doesn't go your way, even when when you're going through a, a pandemic, even when you're going through things that people are coming at you, even when the pressures of the world are so heavy that somehow, some way, there is still peace in your heart and in your life. That is the peace of Jesus Christ. And that peace, beloved, can be purchased, it can't be bottled up, it can't be put in a pill bottle, it cannot be snorted, it cannot be done any way except by believing on the one who came and was born of a virgin. And his name is Jesus. And so I picked the peace of Jesus I picked the peace of Jesus 30 years ago at a party and I was just lost. And I said, there's gotta be more to life than this. There's gotta be more to life than this because the alcohol, the drugs and all women and all of this were not filling the void in my heart. And if you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. The only one that I had heard about from all those cuckoo from Cocoa Puffs that were saying Jesus can change your life. And I would say, you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And I said, God, if you're real, will you show me? And boy, did he. I never dreamt that I would ever be preaching for Jesus Christ. But he knew. But here's for you. If you came in today, and some of you are hurt. Some of you, you've been hurt. And I don't know if you've been hurt in the church. I don't know if you've been hurt by, by religious people. Jesus never came to make people religious because religious people actually are opposed to the things of Christ. He came for ordinary people so he could make you extraordinary for the glory of God. And that can only happen through God and through his power. And I'm going to say this as I close. I picked Jesus and I found peace in chaos because this world is filled with chaos. And I'm going to invite you today. I'm going to invite you tonight to join me if you want the peace of Christ in your life. I came down here because I think that God is inviting many people. You've been in the chaos. You've been in the pandemic. You've been in all the hate and all the people that are against each other in this United States of America that is so divided right now. But can I tell you that the division is not bigger than Jesus. It's not bigger than God. And he wants to heal hearts. He wants to heal hurts. He wants to restore minds. He wants to give you peace that surpasses your understanding. And so as Art closes with a song, as I close my message, I'm going to invite anyone in here. I want everyone to stand, if you will. 
I want to invite you if, you, if you desire the peace of Jesus, if you desire Jesus in your life, if you, if you need, if there's something missing and you are not experiencing the peace of God, I invite you to come up here with me and we will believe by faith that today your suffering is over. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, as you draw your people, as you draw that person, Lord God, that's been hurting and, Lord God, that, that they're hiding behind a smile that has a lot of story to tell, I pray that your peace will be present in this place. Your peace, not the peace of man, not the peace of a woman, not the peace that we try to surmise, but the peace of God and that you draw people, Lord God, let them make a, a step, let them take a step of faith today and let them hold on to you, Lord God, and begin their walk with Jesus Christ right now. So I invite anyone who wants to come up to join me at this time. And I just believe this breakthrough is happening right now. Thank you, Lord. Now, elders, if you'll come up. Come on up, sweet, sweet sister, come on up. Thank you, Father. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will not leave you, and he will not forsake you. Amen. Thank you, Father. I know there's many of your, hurt, your hearts are being stirred. That's the Holy Spirit just stirring your heart because he wants to do a work. The suffering ends today, and the peace of Christ will rest on you. We got about three to five minutes. I'm not, I'm not going to manipulate, but if you're here tonight or you're here today and you've been missing the peace of God, I invite you to come up. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your real peace, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the real peace that you, that you sustain in us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I see you, bro. Praise God.